out on a limb to tell you that you're one of my limbs. But I'm aware of how dangerous and perforated honesty is. It's my stubborn resistance. It's my constant tendency to fall. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. This is episode 91. And on this week's show, we are going to be discussing Godzilla versus Kong, as well as Bad Trip. So it should be a fun one. Excited to get into it. But before we do, let me introduce my co-host, Travis. How is it going, ma'am? Oh, pretty good. And Tom, what's up? What is up? So first order of business, Jenny's Ice Cream. Have y'all had it? Have you heard of it? Never heard of it. Negative on both counts. So I wonder, next time you're at the grocery store, if you're strolling by the ice cream aisle, keep an eye out. Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream? Jenny's? Uh, J-E-N-I-S? Splendid Ice Creams. Over the past year or so, I've seen it pop up on like social media a lot. But I'd never seen it before. Like, I had just seen, like, fucking influencers or whatever who were like, look at what came in the mail today. And they're, like, talking about how amazing this ice cream is. Well, we can get it here at Publix in Florida. And so far, we've tried, like, three or four flavors. And they are all bangers. Some of the best ice cream. Well, the best ice cream I've ever had that you can buy from a store. I'll say that much. It is Mm. fucking good. Tonight... We cracked into a pint of uh, cinnamon roll twist. It's mm. like cream cheese ice cream with dark caramel, chunks of pastry, and like a shitload of cinnamon. Oh, so good. Yum. Gotta keep an eye out. I, I just pulled up their website, and they've got a flavor called <clears throat> strawberry pretzel pie coming. Oh, I'm looking at it man. right now. This is huge. Oh, they have a fine like- Jenny's thing here. Let's see. I feel like I might have seen this and thought it was Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> so let me see. Oh, you can get it from the Whole Foods. Oh, you can get it from the Whole Foods that was right next to my old apartment. God. All right. It's all over the place. Whole Foods has it. What's your Whole Foods, Tom? Uh, Linwood. Linwood. Whole Foods and Linwood. They got it. Is that where you shop too, Travis, or where, where are you going? Mm, no, we don't have a Whole Foods up here. You a, you a Walmart guy? <laughs> uh, Travis, are you not nope. doing Amazon Prime delivery for your groceries? I don't think it's available for us out here. No way. Come on. It's available for me in Everett. I'm sure it's available for you. Yeah, but you live in like downtown Everett. I live in like the suburbs on the way to the mountains come on dude <laughs> prisoners at rikers island can order off of fucking oh amazon God. fresh get out of here <laughs> no i'm pretty sure i looked when i first moved and it said that it's not available in your area hmm. so i go to hagen or safeway uh, yeah dude hagen is too far it's also at central market in mill creek hmm. there you go be on the lookout, Win- you guys. It's huge. Winco every once in a while or Costco. That's about as adventurous as I get when it comes <laughs> to grocery shopping. I think my favorite ice cream is probably the cone from McDonald's. It's just like crack oh for God, me. That's it's so just basic. classic. It's classic. So get the fuck basic. out of here, Travis. <laughs> Tom, weren't you the one I was making fun of for getting a vanilla shake at Dick's when we all walked down there? 
Uh, probably sounds like something I would do. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I is, that is I, fucked. Yeah, I have a philosophy. I get vanilla when I'm thirsty. I get chocolate when I'm hungry, and I get strawberry when I am fully satisfied. <laughs> what? <laughs> when you're fully satisfied? Yeah, when I'm neither thirsty nor hungry, but I'm gonna get a milkshake. Anyway. Oh, you just want it. I see. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes that makes sense. That makes perfect Matt, sense. Actually, you've had a uh, salt and straw before, right? Uh, once I have. It's mm. overrated. It is overrated. Yeah, I mean, it is uh, very popular. I think. I mean, I think they're just known for their like crazy f- flavor combinations and just like how. Uh, what's it called? Like. Like high quality, it's uh, expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's very expensive. <laughs> It's. I mean, they're like culinary style ice creams. They're a little bit more than just your like chocolate or vanilla. Yeah. No, it's salt and straw is the supreme of ice cream. You're just paying for the hype. That's all it is. (laughs) (laughs) I I like pizza. (laughs) Tillamook. Tillamook's ice cream. I also like Umqua's ice cream. You can get them by the gallon at the grocery store for like five dollars. Yeah. It's very affordable. It's better than Chelsea. like uh, Briars or Dryers or any of those oh, yeah. Iyers Way creams. Chelsea Especially doesn't want to skip the uh, gallon <laughs> ones. We always have to get a pint because we don't need it in the house. I'm like, whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So uh, uh, that ends uh, what I had on the introductory agenda. Um, what do you guys got? What's going on? Anything to report? Uh, I have uh, three three pieces of news that I think everybody's gonna gonna want to hear. One yeah. is I I bought a car. Oh we yeah, we discussed this at length. Mm-hmm. So I pulled the trigger on a Honda Accord. Very satisfied. Yes, good choice. Um, I also spent a good deal of time um, crawling around in my crawl spaces this weekend, cleaning them out of uh, you know rat poop, old rat tra- rat traps. Um, cardboard. I got in there with a vacuum cleaner. I'm sucking up dust, hundred year old dust from between the floorboards. <laughs> I mean, it was insane. My body is still in shambles from being hunched over at the waist for hours on Sunday. Did you wear one of those like uh, painters masks or like you know those like dust? I wish masks? I just wore a normal. I just wore a normal mask. Mm. Should I have worn something more sufficient? I mean, I don't know. How are you feeling? Unwell. (laughs) (laughs) Well, probably have asbestos Um, poisoning. Yeah, I would have recommended something a little more substantial, but... Uh, Well, I got two more. I got two more crawl spaces to go, so maybe I'll wear like a uh, more... uh, What are they? The N95 masks? Yeah. One of those. That's what I was thinking of. For the next two. You can come do mine after if you want, since you're just like in the groove. I think some of the builders <laughs> left some debris under our house, so and I don't want to go down there. It's very therapeutic, man. <laughs> just knowing, like when I got the basement cleaned out, I would just sit and think about how clean the basement was, even though I wouldn't go down there for days. Oh my god, you're such. I'm a probably dad. never going to go into the probably never going to go into a, the crawl spaces that ever is again. A dad thing to say. <laughs> I have no interest in going down there, and I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> uh, the third thing is that I very strongly considered buying a 
monitor for gaming today. Oh, I'm man. thinking about switching up the whole situation, moving it up into the office. I don't know if I really want to do that. It seems like a big move, but um, I it. just did some cursory research on the fact that I'm losing hundreds of milliseconds of lag time on my I've been telling <laughs> on you optimal TV seasons of Apex. Yeah, here's the thing though, Tom. Me and you, we like you know a good immersive single player experience right mm, you mm. want that on the biggest screen possible with the nicest headphones you don't want to be hunched over in a fucking chair in front of this monitor travis only plays apex and apex, apex. <laughs> so <laughs> those precious milliseconds you know when you're getting in reps you need to have that slight advantage yeah, Matt, over the competition. i get in a lot of reps these days and yeah, i also that's the only game tom wants to play I hate dying <laughs> so much. I hate losing. So I don't know. I just don't know. But oh. monitors are expensive. Like if you want to get the ones that are actually recommended, I could probably get one for like Dude. 150 bucks. That is totally fine. Yeah, yeah, that's what you need right now is 150 bucks. But you know, if you get the PS5, then you might want the 4K monitor, and that's going to run you a little extra. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, it's just a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. But for honestly, I mean, I, Matt, I get the whole single player experience. But for gaming, you want the bare bones. You want the gameplay. That's what matters most. Disagree. No. You're not. You're not playing Assassin's <laughs> Creed Valhalla just at the top of these towers, looking at the England landscapes. Well, yeah. But that's your single player experience. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm all about. I'm just sweating my balls off over here playing Apex. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you'll have to update us, Tom, if you actually pull the trigger on that. Um, I have thought about it too with my Warzone intake, but uh, I'm, I'm fucking over it. I hate that game. I've come so close to rage deleting it. <laughs> Basically every time I play it, and I'm almost done. I haven't played it in like close to a week because Trey Trey is in Mexico and he's the one I play with, so I, I haven't touched it. So if he comes back and we get a couple reps in where I just get shit on, go to the gulag, get shit on, go into a new game, get shit on, go to the gulag, get shit on, I'm just going to uninstall it and I'm fucking over it. So we'll mm. see if it comes to that. But I'm starting to feel like you need a monitor. Yeah, well, if I don't want to get shit on, but I don't know. I have a monitor, but it's just not a very nice one. I use it for work. Yeah. But I got a PlayStation 5, no, dude. I'm not getting monitor. a... <laughs> I got a 65-inch QLED. I'm not going to... You know, I got to use that thing. Oh, you just need to retire from competitive gaming, Matt. That's what it sounds like. That's true. Or just play something less, you know... Competitive. Input intensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just go back to fucking Fall Guys or something. <laughs> Um, Travis, what about you? Anything to report? Uh, well, we were talking about a little bit before we hit record, but uh, I've just been a slave to the great notion lately. Just been, just become a huge uh, beer hound in the last few months, and I uh, owe it all to them. Really, they uh, really opened my eyes. The uh, mm -hmm. the days of Rolling Rock are <laughs> over. <laughs> Now, you say that now. I had that phase, too, where I swore off shit beer, but you'll come back around. Well, I mean, I'll still drink a Rolling Rock, but I just get excited about drinking beer now. And before, I didn't really do that. It was just like, oh, okay, IPA. 
I'll get a I'll get a Mac and Jacks. I'll get a Manny's, you know, but now it's like so many possibilities. Oh my god, you're even leaving reviews on Untapped now? You Uh-oh. fucking nerd. Oh man. <laughs> Dude, I got to get my sipper. name out there. Not the biggest fan of brown ales, but I like the added flavors <laughs> of this one. Could maybe go up to a 4 <laughs> on the next can. You're <laughs> fucked, bud. <laughs> Oh, Matt, you're just jealous because no. you have shit beer in Florida. <laughs> That's fair. You're drinking <laughs> pond water over there. <laughs> it's swamp water. Um, okay. Well, now that you're a beer head, you got you to gotta give Holy Mountain their due. They're, they're still mm-hmm. my favorite. Them and Great they Notion. They are at the top of the list, but I just keep giving uh, Great Notion all my money instead. Well, they just put out so many beers. I don't blame you. Man, Travis, once this whole uh, quarantine quarantine bullshit is over we gotta we gotta get over to holy mountain for a brewski i'm down i am down you guys can call me on facetime and i'll watch and cry that'd be sick we won't be able to hear you in that (laughs) echo chamber (laughs) yeah that's true either that or everyone will hear me my sobs will just echo (laughs) in that cement cave well it fits with the the theme Mm, that's true but matt I know you were just making fun of me, but uh, I appreciate people's little comments on Untapped and on Letterbox. Just merely giving it a star rating is just not enough these days. It's it's not interesting. Who cares about your star rating? Give me a <laughs> give me a little nugget of info. Give me a thought. Yeah, that's fair. I just feel like beer is such a I okay. I'm know, not subjective like subjective thing. I didn't use know? the word mouthfeel. I didn't use the word. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> but I just see, I see people give yeah. beers that I hate really high ratings, and I see people give beers that I love, you know, mediocre ratings. You know what I mean? So I don't. I pay attention to like the global average rating on a beer. Like that's how I know if I'm like if I'm at. Total wine, and I'm looking at beer to buy. I'll pull it up on Untapped, and I'll look at the global average. And if it's above like a 3.8, I'm like, okay, this is probably maybe worth my time. If it's below 3.8, yeah. don't even bother. But we're getting into like IMDb territory here, where <laughs> every movie's a 6.7, and you know, how do you really, how do you really tell if it's worth your time or not? Just leave I've me actually alone, just started Let me leaving. do my thing. All right, just unfollow no, me if you I'm don't. I'm proud like of it. you, man. I'm proud <laughs> of you. I, I hadn't <laughs> noticed. I don't. I don't like look at Untapped. I just go on there to to if I'm having a beer I've never had before. I log it. So I, you know, that's basically all I use it for. I don't like. I'm just gonna create a new alias for online. Just be anonymous. <laughs> then I can just do do as I please without Garners. a ridicule. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll hit him up and get some wrecks. <laughs> I'm just going to start leaving photos of my dinner as my reviews for movies and beers. That's a good idea. <laughs> just Insta style. <laughs> Check out uh, this toast I made. Well, once you got the at, report back and we'll uh, push it out to the listeners so we can get you a, a huge following. No, I don't want people to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> um, just leave okay. me alone. <laughs> Let's let's uh, let's get the show on the road. We got uh, two reviews to do. Not a lot of time. Let's do this thing. We're gonna start with Godzilla versus Kong. We got a clip. Let's listen. Oh, you motherfuckers! <laughs> okay, all right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches, huh? You think you can do this shit, Jay? 
You think you can do this to me? You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get finished with you. Shoe program, nigga. 23-hour lockdown. I'm the man up in this piece. You'll never see the light of day. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the police. I run shit here. You just live here. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go on, walk away, because I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. All right, so Godzilla versus Kong is the latest installment in the uh, MonsterVerse, rebooted MonsterVerse. Plot synopsis is the epic next chapter in the cinematic MonsterVerse pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another, the fearsome Godzilla and the mighty Kong, with humanity caught in the balance. film was directed by Adam Wingard, Stars Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, and Brian Tyree Henry. Oh, and uh, Demian Bashir as the villain, I guess you can call him. Um, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, let me first start by saying I have not seen either of the reboot, the Godzilla reboots, uh, Godzilla or King of Monsters. I have seen uh, Kong Skull Island, though which we did review on the show. Um, but I think that was just me and you, Travis. Did, did you see Skull Island, Tom? I don't remember now. Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. Did okay. you go to the screening? Huge screening. Free t-shirt. Yeah, Tom no, wasn't there for the it, screening. But... <laughs> <laughs> did you? No maybe I think you maybe saw it after the fact, Tom, because I swear, I don't know. Maybe it was the other movie we did on that episode. That you didn't see? I don't know. But anyway, you, you've seen Kong. Um, have you guys both seen the Godzilla movies? No. I have, yes. Even King of Monsters? Mm-hmm. Didn't really like that one. Yeah. The first one was pretty good. Out. Yeah. So people either love Godzilla or hate it, like the, the 2014 or whatever the fuck that was. Um, so, Godzilla versus Kong. Um I I got what I wanted from it. I was uh, pretty entertained. It was uh, pretty badass, some of the action sequences. Um, I want to get into the Godzilla versus Kong uh, discourse. I don't know how tuned into it you guys were, but we need to address oh, it in spoilers. Um, I care, and you'll find out why later. <laughs> um, but I thought it was just a really silly, big, you know, explosive entertaining action movie and i really while i was watching it i really felt like i was missing out not seeing it in a theater it was just i mean it looked great the sequences were well not choreographed like i always could tell what was happening in the action whereas i would compare it to something like uh the michael bay transformers movies like you can barely tell what the fuck is happening on screen half the time in those action sequences. Cause it's just so like blurry and muddy and it's just moving parts, you know, like I always knew what was occurring in the action. Um, it was entertaining from start to finish the human stuff, uh, suck, butt. um, but you know, it's about two giant monsters fighting each other. Like I get it. It prevents the movie from being great. Just how dumb and, 
how much how little I cared about the human stuff. Um, but overall, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I wasn't really sure how I was going to feel and uh, came out of it enjoying it uh, a fair amount. That's my general piece. Who's next? Uh, I'll go next. I didn't really like it. I liked the action. Basically, when something cool was happening on screen, I was into it. But everything in between pretty much sucked. Um, <laughs> we'll get into the details later. But yeah, any of the human stuff was brutal and just unnecessary and just kept cutting back to it, even though we didn't really care. And um, I don't know. I just feel like the uh, premise just didn't quite deliver. I Like I said, I liked the action and the, some of the fights were cool, but I don't know if they really delivered on the level that I wanted them to. Um, I mean, I'd say like half of the final battle is pretty cool, but I had problems with the villain and like the very end of it. And so that kind of soured my experience. Uh, but yeah, I feel kind of similar to this one as I do with Gods and Monsters, even though Gods and Monsters is a little more messy and doesn't look nearly as good as this one. That one looks a lot like uh, muddier. Um, mm. But yeah, um, I would say overall I was slightly disappointed. Um, still liked it a decent amount. You could probably guess my star rating, but yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> All right, Tom, what about you? Empty spectacle. That's my, oh, my take. Oh, get him, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was pretty bored. Um, it looks oh, yeah. good, but I guess it's like we've come so far that, you know, we can have this perfectly polished city getting decimated scene with giant <laughs> monsters and i'm like okay you know I, I i honestly i wish they would just go totally off the wall and do something really super stylized or something i don't even know what that would look like comic books or something they kind of try to do it by setting it in setting some of the fights in tokyo um and or i'm not sure if it was tokyo if it was, uh, it was hong i think kong, it was hong kong it was yeah. hong kong yeah um you know with like the neon and everything i, I don't know it was just like overly predictable or something um, the human stuff was uh, unwatchable. It was so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> the fact that this little girl is just along for the ride on the most dangerous missions ever was <laughs> so stupid to me. Uh, there, I mean, there were a lot of really stupid things, but for some reason that one really stuck out. Um, it's cause you're a dad. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, I have nothing interesting to say about this movie. I thought it was very run-of-the-mill. You're not wrong. I I do think it is essentially empty spectacle, but I would compare it... Like, I think a more apt comparison would be, like, empty calories. Like, while I'm eating, which that would be, you know, the... Viewing? the While I'm viewing, you know, the, the monster stuff, like the battles... I'm loving it. You know, I'm just chowing down. It's not good for me, but my body likes it. And then, you know, I feel sick and I have to take a break. And then that's the human stuff. It just makes me sick. And then, you know, I want to dive back in to the, the chips or the popcorn, whatever it is. And while I'm eating it, it's great. And that's, um, 
I don't know. I mean, it's not anything we haven't seen before as far as these, you know, like you said, like city being destroyed. Um, but I do think there were some cool action set pieces. I like the first Godzilla Kong battle, like in the ocean. I thought it was pretty cool. Like Kong, like jumping from boat to boat and the stuff happening in the water and Godzilla, like trying probably to the bring, best part. him trying to bring Kong down there to drown him. Like I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. It looked good. I like the scene on the boat where, um, Oh, hold um, it! It looked yeah. pretty good, but the water was pretty suspect. The water looked bad. I don't. I wouldn't say it looked bad. It looked fake. I mean, you could tell it was you know not real water. They weren't actually filming on the ocean, but this not to cut you off from your next point, but this movie yeah. did look overly fake, and I know that's hard to get away from with two giant monsters being the uh, the the main attraction. But everything just looked so fake about the entire movie. I mean, it's it was. I'm sure it was mostly green screen, right? Like it's it's a lot of computer generated backgrounds and and styles. But I don't know. I I yeah. totally get your point. I, it, it does. I think look I fake. I think I focus or get more annoyed with that stuff when I'm not as into the movie, and yeah, that's probably why I'm pointing it out. Because like Kong Skull Island, you could probably make the same argument for to a degree. And I thought that was a lot of fun. So, I yeah. See, I I think this movie is it's comparable to Skull Island. I I thought that movie was just okay. Um, there were more like laugh out loud moments in that movie, like unintentionally laugh out loud. Like I remember the scene where Tom Hiddleston. It's like a slow mo, like three hundred esque fight oh, scene yeah. with like the the green smoke barf mm-hmm. that was the worst that was a little much <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if this movie is quite as indulgent it's definitely indulgent don't get me wrong but um the the human stuff was just it was really silly so i think i it was easier for me to write off and yes the movie did kind of drag a bit especially with the the millie bobby brown Brian Tyree Henry stuff like that whole side plot was just so uh, like the fact that they even wound up in that situation was just so implausible and stupid. I did like um, I don't know his name, but the kid from uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, I like him. He made me laugh like once or twice, but he really he doesn't even need to be in the movie. He barely does anything right. Like his character is is nothing. But of the human stuff, I did think the one kind of funny gag was when his character was like, oh, we just have to guess the password. <laughs> like, that's just so stupid. It made me laugh. And then there's like a whole thing where they're like literally trying to guess the password. And Brian Tyree Henry's character is like, aren't you like a hacker? Aren't you smart? And he's like, yeah, but I'm in high school, man, or something. I don't know. I thought oh, it was yeah, kind of funny. He makes a joke about pirating movies. Man. <laughs> yeah. Just groundbreaking humor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, okay? But it was uh, a little bit better than some of the other attempts at humor in the movie, you know? Yeah, I just think it's remarkable sure. with a movie like this that they can, that I feel absolutely nothing for any of these characters. <laughs> I'm staring directly into Kong's eyes and Godzilla's eyes and these like, these like moments that are constructed to make you feel something. And I'm just like, what, what are we doing here? Okay. Yeah, I do think the movie leans 
I do think the movie, even though it's Godzilla versus Kong, I do think at its core, it's kind of a movie about King Kong. You know what I mean? Like he gets oh, totally more screen time. He they try to have emotional moments with uh, uh, the the girl who he has a bond with, who does the sign language. Like they try to humanize Kong, um, but I mean. Godzilla's right there. Godzilla is so much cooler than Kong. Just let Godzilla be Godzilla more in this movie. You know what I mean? And they do try to have some moments where they're like, I mean, it's kind of spoiler territory, so maybe I won't get into it, but um, I needed more Godzilla in this thing. Kong's cool, you know, whatever. Yeah. But You know, I, I actually appreciate the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie, maybe more than other people do, oh, because yeah. <laughs> at least it takes place like on the ground, you know, these movies where an entire city gets destroyed, I mean, tens of thousands of people should be dead. <laughs> right? Oh, at least. Like, yeah. <laughs> but there's no acknowledgement of the casualties that have taken place or any – I mean, it's all so feel-good. It's just bizarre. Like, make this movie R-rated. Make it real. Now maybe we're maybe we're doing something interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's that's a really good point. Like there was, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but there was, I think, one shot during the Hong Kong scene where it was from ground level, like it was literally on the ground, and you could see it was looking up at the people, and then way up above, you could see Godzilla like moving past the building, and there's like debris that's falling. Mm-hmm. I think. The movie needed more of that because I do mm-hmm. think an issue with the movie is is scale, like sense of scale, because when the two of them are fighting each other, I don't know. You kind of lose sense of just how big they are. Well, it's very and it's, close, like shot wise. Right. But not only that, there are issues with... Um, I don't know what they call it, like the the middle middle earth or whatever the the hollow, hollow earth. earth that <laughs> the <Middle> environments <laughs> the environments are just so huge that they make Kong look tiny and yeah. I think I don't know just the problem like I know it's supposed you're supposed to be like whoa if Kong's that big this is even bigger but it just <laughs> it's just I don't know it just it didn't play that way for me you know what I mean like you kind of lose sense of the scale when you have too much of of that, and I, I wanted more of the like ground level. Here's this huge you, like you can only see like Godzilla's kneecap in the frame because he's just so big. You know what I mean? Like it, it needed more of that, and that's what the Godzilla 2000 movie did. <laughs> I'm not gonna say did well because it's not a good movie, but it is enjoyable, and I have nostalgia for it. But uh, most of that movie, you get the sense of Godzilla scale just because it's from the perspective of the humans. You know what I mean? Yeah. King Kong's too big. It, he he shouldn't be that big. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it's silly as fuck, right? It's just an excuse to have King Kong fight Godzilla, but Yeah, I mean, he has to match up to him somewhat. How do you even get that big? He was not nearly that big in Kong Skull Island. And I know they I know they make a comment to him like continuing to grow, yeah. but they don't even try and justify it. No. What so that's about, dude? Do the writing in this is <laughs> It's airtight. Pitch perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how much food those animals would have to eat every day to retain their size? Does Godzilla uh, eat? You think? Maybe is he, he just, just like barrels of ooze? Or maybe like, he's just like chowing down on whales in the ocean. Maybe. That's where all the blue whales went. We we never knew, but it's because well, Godzilla Michael kept Phelps eating them. Just blasting what? them. 
10,000 calories a day. I can only imagine what King Kong needs. At least eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I do briefly want to get into uh, spoilers. So do we have any more general thoughts before we um, give star ratings and do a little, a brief little spoiler discussion? I have one other thought, which mm-hmm. is that um, there's not enough surface area on the skin to properly regulate body temperature at that size. What? Not enough surface area on the skin? On the skin. Mm-hmm. Whose skin? Kong's skin? Yeah, and Godzilla's. They're unrealistic. That's why the dinosaurs, you know, the big ones had a really hard time. Did they? I thought they were, I thought they were supposed to be badass. Haven't you seen yeah, Jurassic but, Park? Yeah, but they all died. <laughs> That's because a meteor you only get, you only get them and they die. You only right? get to a certain size, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, then it, that wouldn't be cool, would it, Tom? No. <laughs> um, okay. two, two things real quick before spoilers yep, 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 yep. Um, back to the uh, Kong emotional stuff mm-hmm. I do think they failed in this one not that you guys were saying that they did a great job of it but um, <laughs> one of the few times I cried in a movie theater was don't, in 2005 don't. oh okay I thought you were <laughs> going to say Kong Skull Island <laughs> King Kong no <laughs> oh really mm. I mean that is a great movie but that's that is one of the few times you cried yeah, don't ask me why, but, you know, that's just how I work. Um, well, and I do think uh, the emotion in the original works, too. The uh, the one from the 30s. So, yeah, I think he tried to incorporate that, but ultimately failed. Yeah, it's it, that was weak. That was definitely a weak aspect and, of the movie. Uh, I want to say... And, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here by saying this, but uh, Millie Bobby Brown is not a good actor and is only good as Eleven in Stranger Things. She's She was bad. Yeah, I haven't seen her in anything other than Stranger Things, but she was definitely bad in this movie. I didn't like her in that. Bad in Gods and Monsters, that, which is the same Sherlock franchise. Sherlock Holmes movie. You did or didn't Sherlock like her? Holmes. Did not. Hmm. Oh, I forgot you watched that with Henry Cavill, right? I never finished it. No. Like halfway. <laughs> yeah, she's not good. She'll, you know, her career pe- peter out in two to three years once Stranger Things is done. and then Yeah, um, I mean, I think, not that acting is easy, but I think that's an easier role to do than what she's given here. Just because she's mostly mute or, you know, angry or sad. Those are pretty easy emotions to, like, display versus just, like, delivering dialogue and... Like trying to be funny or cute in this movie, just being a convincing human being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fails utterly at that. <laughs> um, yeah, she was not great. Really, nobody is great. Like, no, not, there's not one person who's oh. great. Even Rebecca Everyone's... Hall, she's she's a great actress, but she's also not very good in this movie. She's trying. She's <laughs> the only one who is in this movie. Oh, they're Brian acting. Tyree Henry is. Just there to collect a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, his, his character is ridiculous. They try to tie in, like, the, you know, conspiracy theory oh podcaster God. trope that's everywhere nowadays. Dude, when the movie opened with a podcast, I was like, we're in trouble. <laughs> this is not a good start. And also, I know it's super minor, but again, with the podcast thing, when uh, they cut to Millie Bobby Brown's character listening to the podcast, and she's like intently looking at her phone 
no one listens to a podcast like that. Just looks at the like, the podcast image. The icon. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so stupid. Like it's like the first fifteen minutes or so of the movie. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I hadn't even uh, thought about that. For all of our listeners, just check in right now. Are you looking at your phone to see <laughs> the picture of Cinephiles Digest or are you just doing the dishes? And if you are, just stop listening. We don't want you. <laughs> No, please, please do. Uh, please listen and look at it intently. You know, whatever it's about, you know. Um, all right. Let's give star ratings and then we'll move to spoilers. Uh, I'll go first. I gave it a 3.5. Matt, go I ahead gave and it give it 2.5. Tom, 2.5. Um, Travis, um, a 3. No, 2.5. Oh, shit. That's what I was leaning towards, but... I'm starting to be a little more negative these days, so my threes are turning into 2.5s and so on. It's COVID broke you, dude. You've been negative ever since... Uh, <laughs> I mean, you had that brief... During Cram Jam, you had that brief window of time where you were like into it for three weeks, and oh, now, yeah, now back you're out. back to, to a Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so brief spoiler discussion. If you have not seen Godzilla vs. Kong and you do not want to be spoiled, check the show notes, skip ahead. In the months leading up to this movie, all over the internet, at our Thanksgiving dinner tables, anywhere conversation happens, people have been talking. Who's going to win? Godzilla or Kong? And there have been motherfuckers who have been saying Kong is going to win. And I would just like to let the record show that Kong got shit on by Godzilla. He spared Kong. And yeah, I know they're buds in the end, but get fuck. Godzilla stomped Kong's ass, just like I said he would. Yeah, but you got to root for the underdog, right? No, you got to root for Godzilla. He's the best. I always root for the underdog. Oh, my God. He's a monkey, not a dog. I just wanted a good game game last night. Jesus Christ. No, I turned it off after halftime. What a a joke. That was so bad. (laughs) Um, For the listeners, we're not going to spend any more time on it, but NCAA finals, Gonzaga, Baylor. Dude, wet noodle. (laughs) Dude, I didn't even watch. Dude, that other game, though. I don't know. Travis, you watch it, though. Gonzaga, UCLA. Don't need to Last spend half. any time on it, but that was... Dude, even the first half, it was back-to-back the whole time. That was one of the best games of basketball I've ever seen. That Kobe Bryant wasn't in. Yeah, that one was huge. One of the best huge. games I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, Kong Discourse. Obviously, Kong won. People are idiots. Anyway, I mean, just got to get that out of the way. Yeah, whoops, Godzilla won. <laughs> <laughs> just like I said he would. Um, so... The movie, you know, the title's kind of misleading. They do fight each other, but what did you guys think of Mecha Godzilla being the stupid. ultimate? Stupid. So really? Stupid. I, I mean, I didn't love the design of Mecha Godzilla. No, but it looked bad. I think Mecha Godzilla like, is cool. Uh, I thought it, I was into looked it. Looked like something off of like Rugrats or something, like the <laughs> aluminum version of Reptar. Reptar. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one of the worst lines in the movie though was. Uh, I can't remember who says it, but I think it might be Brian Tyree. No. Someone's character says, is that robot Godzilla? And the other guy goes, <laughs> no, that's Mecha Godzilla. Like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? 
Is that just now, like a nerdy reference? Like, does anyone I, know? Yeah, does Mechagodzilla know? is a thing. I think it okay. is. Yeah, but Mechagodzilla is a thing. But that's so corny. And the movie, I think that is supposed to be like a self-aware, like haha thing. And that's kind of why I give the human stuff a little bit of a break, or at least more of a break than you guys. It sounds like. Because I think the movie is aware that we don't really care that much about the human stuff, but it just spends so much yeah. time on these various side plots that it's like, pick, but pick the, a side, the, you know? The tone doesn't really make it feel like it's self-aware, and that's where I think it's a problem. You should lean a little more into it. The tone, yeah, I, I do think the movie should have leaned into how corny it is a little bit more. It does yeah. kind of take some of it a little too seriously it's like some of the sciencey stuff like the whole hollow earth thing is just so silly and i'm not a godzilla head like maybe that's part of the lore but the idea that there's just this like weird jungle realm in the middle of the earth where these monsters fuck each other and spawn titans or something i don't know how it works but pretty silly i thought i mean i like the design of it i thought it was cool that it was like an inverted you know gravity weird inner earth thing i thought that was kind of neat visually but i mean what did you guys think of the hollow earth stuff uh i don't know i don't really have an opinion on it but what i will say is that uh i did like some of the gory aspects of the movie even though they were still pretty pg-13 but like when kong rips that one thing's head off and is like sucking the juice out of its head oh, that was yeah. pretty cool <laughs> that was good. I wanted I him to do it again with done. Mecha Godzilla, just like the fucking oil, oh just like yeah, like just come on his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would have been the perfect segue do... to the next movie. Yeah, but... that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, we should save that. <laughs> um, I, I anyway. knew they were going to do something to make Godzilla and Kong have to fight together, but. I mean, you could see you could see it coming with like Godzilla charging up the axe and everything, but uh, oh, the axe! Was, oh my god, charging up the axe like a fucking video game. The, the axe was so stupid. I hated the axe. <laughs> or is he fucking Thor? He's got to like charge his axe with the the Earth's core energy. Like, get out of here! But it's stupid, right? Like, I kind I hate it and I like it at the same time. It's like that's just a, such a silly touch. Uh, I now that we're in spoilers, I hated how the Mecha Godzilla got like damaged or vulnerable when they spilt the alcohol on the motherboard or whatever. Oh yeah, that was so stupid. So bad. Like, come on. That's re- that was really lame. When that happened, I was like, "Is this really how they're gonna get the upper hand?" Was a kid spilling fucking whiskey on a computer? <laughs> <laughs> um. So I did I liked the visual of like the um the head of what was it Godira or Godira or something is that the monster that was killed in Gods and Monsters Travis like the the head of some titan that they like set up like hooked up to Mecha Godzilla was that uh, the monster they killed in Gods of Monsters? Probably. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the evil. That movie. <laughs> it's the evil Titan. I was kind of getting um, uh, maniac vibes from that room. You guys remember that show with uh, uh, Jonah Hill and Never Emma Stone? finished it. 
Oh, you didn't? Oh, no. Man, that show is so good. Kind of getting vibes like with like the pink, the pink colors and like the you know plugging in type of thing. I mean, we've seen that a million times, right? The the neural interface kind of biotechnology, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I thought it looked cool visually, and I like that the guy just got fucking fried in there, and then it became like sentient. Like that's you know, again, that's a very tropey, uh, cliche mechanic, but. I don't know. I thought it worked fine in the movie. It's just the way that that culminated with them getting the upper hand because of the the computer getting spilled on, and I don't know, kind of under underwhelming. I like the fight itself, but the the ending of the movie was pretty. Uh, I don't know, kind of a wet noodle. Yeah, it, the whole uh, evil corporation thing too. Like it's just so overdone, and they're just so dumb. Like how could such as rich company just make such stupid decisions it just it reminded me of like the jurassic world franchise even though i do like jurassic world um the whole like setup of the the you know evil dinosaur at the end kind of similar to this (laughs) and then just like how obnoxiously evil they are and this one was very similar to fallen kingdom Mm mm-hmm Oh, as like, far as I, the motivations of uh, Damien Bashir's character? Yeah, it just, I don't know. I just feel so overdone at this point. And then, and I'm i am sure it, you know, maybe originated in the original Godzilla movies. My knowledge of Godzilla goes back to the Matthew Broderick one. But um, it just seems like, um, oh God, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, the whole, the whole uh, Mecha Godzilla thing. Like it just... It's like the whole Marvel movie thing where, oh, we're just going to do a bigger, badder version of it as the villain. It just seems so, like, uninspired. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to, Mechagodzilla, though, has been a thing for a very long time. So, it, it yeah, I get your point. Um, but, you know, it's the movie plays it very safe with that kind of stuff and either needed to lean into the silliness and kind of acknowledge it more and have a, you know, if the movie is going to be dumb, be fucking dumb. You know what I mean? Like really (laughs) be fucking dumb or, you know, take it seriously. Like you can do, I haven't seen Shin Godzilla, like that new, new ish, Japanese Godzilla movie but people love that movie and it apparently the human element stuff is like super thoughtful and actually fleshes out the idea of like what would happen if there was this giant creature that attacked a city what does that mean what would happen how would the world react economically what would that mean what would the military response be you know like actually interesting conceptually you have mm-hmm. to go that you know you can't just be like a kind of serious dumb action movie like that's kind of what this movie is and you know while i enjoyed it it's you know it could have been better it could have been worse i, I don't know i, I little little um uh, yeah i mean i had i would have no like not a hard time recommending this to anyone or you know just go watch it and enjoy it but i don't know for me i just feel like i've seen too many movies and i was just slightly disappointed by it yeah yeah um but to leave on a positive note, uh, I will say I did get a little giddy a couple times when they were fighting. Like when they square up in Hong Kong, like right before they're about to start fighting, 
I sat up in my chair a little bit. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, that stuff was pretty good. And as much as I hate the axe, and it's in the trailers, but, like, when the when uh, Kong, like, powers up the axe and he, like, leaps in the air and, like, bashes Godzilla in the head, like, that's such a yeah. sweet I'm, visual. Yeah, I kind of wish I would have seen this one in theater because I bet just with the giant screen and sound and then everyone else reacting to moments, I feel like I probably would have got more enjoyment out of it. But, yeah, yeah. you know, just Grumpy Trav watching it at home. Just uh, not the same experience. Yeah, it, it's a bummer um, not seeing it on a big screen. But, you know, what can you do? Um, Tom, any spoiler thoughts uh, before we move on? No, not really. Uh, just for the record, uh, Tom, were you also Team Kong? I can't remember from the text thread. Uh, Did you say? I don't remember. Yeah, I was Team Kong. And how do you I guys think... feel? Are you guys hum- humiliated? No. He put up I a feel justified. <laughs> he he came out the the real winner of the movie. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean the movie did end on him. <laughs> it's true. Um okay. So, that's going to do it for Godzilla versus Kong. Let's go ahead and move into our next review. We're going to be talking about the Netflix film Bad Trip. We have a clip. Let's listen. Look, man, how the fuck did you get out of jail, man? We'll figure it out later. Damn it. We gotta get to Maria, please. No. We're going back to Florida right now. Trina's on our ass. And I, man, look, I can't do this shit, man. We gotta take the car back. Bud, stop living your life in fear of your sister, man. You're not crazy, Trina. Ain't you gonna fucking kill us? You need to stand up to your sister for once, man. Going back to Florida, no, all right? Going to New York. No. Come on, I gotta see Maria. Oh. Oh, shit. All right. Bad Trip is on Netflix. Originally scheduled to come out like April of last year, I think. I've been seeing trailers for this thing forever, it feels like. Um, Plot synopsis. This mix of a scripted buddy comedy road movie and a real hidden camera prank show follows the outrageous misadventures of two buds stuck in a rut who embark on a cross-country road trip to NYC. The storyline sets up shocking real pranks. Film was directed by Kitao Sakurai, written by Eric Andre and Kitao Sakurai. Film stars Eric Andre, Lil Ray Howery, and Tiffany Haddish. Um, someone else can go first this time. What did you guys think of Bad Trip? Uh, I'll go first, unless uh, Tom is dying to do so. No, go ahead. So, yeah, I don't know how much I care to... Well, unless you guys get into it, obviously, but I don't really care to get into how it was made or how authentic it was or whatever i just had a great time watching this i thought it was hilarious (laughs) um there's a a few standout moments where i like could not catch my breath i was laughing so hard um and i didn't really know what to expect i know eric andre's humor is kind of out there and maybe a bit extreme at times uh but i had never really seen any of his stuff before like maybe a snippet here or there online or maybe even just like in gif format but nothing substantial enough to know what i was getting into 
um it plays out similarly to like a a borat movie um but it feels maybe a bit more scripted um but yeah i just loved the the humor of it and a lot of it's like physical humor or just like gross out humor uh it kind of reminds me of like a mashup between like steve brule uh workaholics and then borat um but i i loved it <laughs> nice Glad to hear that. Well, I'll, uh, I'll I'll piggyback on that. Um, I really liked it. I wouldn't say I loved it. Um, I do think there were a few moments that were hilarious, like some of the funniest things I've seen in the past couple of years. Like the, the biggest comparison would be the new Borat movie. Like that's the only other movie I can think of that made me laugh this hard. Um, I did really appreciate the way that it attempted to blend like an actual like narrative story into this, like, you know, this, this prank show format that we've seen in, you know, the, the, the jackass movies, bad grandpa, like those spinoffs. And then, you know, the Borat films. Um, I do think not all of the pranks are very funny. Um, I do think it's kind of hit and miss. Like, I don't think anything was actively unfunny, but there were stretches where I was kind of, you know, I was enjoying it and following along, but I I wasn't laughing a ton. Like, I, I think two of the best scenes kind of happened, like, back to back, like, maybe two thirds of the way through the movie. Um, I, we, I don't, we don't need to do spoilers on this, but it was, there's a scene at the zoo that had me fucking <laughs> dying. That and the <laughs> that was the one that where you were dying <laughs> well one of them yeah <laughs> um and then i i can't remember what scene it was right after that but the the uh, maybe it was the bar scene the bar scene was making me oh, laugh pretty hard that. too when he was super drunk yeah like the barf oh, <laughs> tube God. that he had going oh man just all the, the best, interactions in that bar one were... of the best parts of the movie and i won't spoil it is the line he says right after he pukes a bun <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it just cracked me up uh, overall you know i thought it was cool what the movie was going for i liked it was an interesting attempt at making you know like a narrative buddy road trip movie with this like kind of real hidden camera prank stuff that worked for the most part um wasn't a huge fan of tiffany haddish's character i thought she was a little i don't know a little much maybe a little um I yeah, don't know, I, like a little generic of a character, you know what I mean? But I liked her like half the time. I feel like yeah, some of her jokes landed, and I did like her character <laughs> overall, but some stuff just didn't really land. Yeah, yeah, not a just felt like a little too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I I normally think she is too much, um, so I do feel like she f- fit well in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of think the movie could have been serviced by fleshing out her relationship with uh, Lil Ray Howie's, Howie's character a little bit more. Because um, they're kind of going for this, like, you know, angle where his character is, like, kind of a little bitch. And she, she walks all over him. And he never stands up for himself. And that's how it culminates. But I do think it could have been better served fleshing that out a little bit. Um there's a really good bit. My favorite bit with her is super early on in the film where she, she like escapes prison. And that guy, like his reaction 
to that situation, (laughs) I thought was amazing. (laughs) Like, he didn't snitch on her, but he was genuinely like, you're going to get me in trouble. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, (laughs) that's the reactions in the movie. I do think it's the main difference, I think, between this movie and the Borat movies is that it kind of feels like the humor in the Borat films is at the expense of the people in it sometimes. Like, it's very targeted and confrontational, right? And this movie, you know, there are moments that probably made these people uncomfortable for sure, but it's not mean-spirited. And Borat gets away with it because the people that he is targeting are, you know, either really shitty like racist homophobic assholes or they're like super nice and it's funny because they just react with sweetness to what he's doing you know yeah but uh, yeah this one it's going just for like the pure reaction you know for the people who are watching it and the people who are in front of the prank or whatever totally um tom what about you where did you uh where'd you land on this one did you enjoy it did you hate it talk to me um i thought it was okay i I definitely laughed, you know, a lot, especially early in the movie, probably. I don't know. Sort of had a little bit of a diminishing returns thing for me. Um, I, I think I prefer Borat because the humor is a little bit more cutting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just has a little bit more substance or nuance to it or, or bite. I don't know really what the right word for it is, but it lasts with me a little bit longer. Um, the story bugged me because it so closely parallelizes, parallel, uh, parallels uh, Dumb and Dumber, like really closely. <laughs> uh, that it was sort of distracting for me. I, I, it made me really just want to watch Dumb and Dumber and then Borat um, instead of this movie. It's definitely a more lighthearted movie than Borat, mm-hmm. um, which is a good thing. Especially in quarantine. Although Borat was pretty nice in quarantine too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't love it, but um it was entertaining. Yeah, I mean I'm not gonna give it a perfect score by any means. Um there were a couple lulls to it, uh, where it wasn't as funny, but the highs were pretty high on this one for me. Yeah. As far as comedy goes, it's hard to get me to just like bust out laughing during a comedy, uh, especially these days. But uh, this one delivered, so it gets bonus points. <laughs> Did you watch it by yourself? No, watched it with Chelsea. See, that that's all it takes. Bit. All it takes is one <laughs> other person with a movie like this. It just takes one. <laughs> so I asked you guys oh. <laughs> to guess where Sarah bowed out of the movie. I think you just asked me. Yeah, I didn't get this. (laughs) Okay. So Travis was correct, but there is a little bit more to the story. Um, Can you, uh, can you guess where she dropped out? Was it, I think it was either the hand in the blender or the car was really good. <laughs> <Cum>. <laughs> no, she didn't even make it to the to the. Uh, it, it, it was basically as soon as the zoo oh, hit, she no. was out. Dang, um, she didn't even make it to no. the best part. 
<laughs> I was a little like, how are they that. believing this? Like, not only I know, right? Not only that, but um, there's a scene before which is a, a sort of a fantasy sequence. Uh, that in, then there's a, a little bit that involves a blind man, and she was about ready to walk out at that part, and then the zoo was immediately following. <laughs> that little dream sequence was awesome, and I kind of forgot about it. Just it was awesome, but there is an the exact same dream sequence in Dumb and Dumber. Okay, is there? Well, I haven't seen Dumb and Dumber in a while, so. Oh, I Jim know Carrey what you're talking about. Driving now. the car, okay. he fantasizes that he's with the woman. There's there's a violent part as well, although he's the one doing the violence. But there's also a part where like another man shows up and shows interest in, in uh, in the woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then he wakes up almost wrecking the car. I'm I'm telling you, this is like, like beat for beat, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, he's on to something. I mean, that's fair for sure, but. I do, I do think those like, like kind of little interludes that still incorporate the um, uh, well, not found footage, the fucking the hidden, the real prank stuff was pretty clever. I mean, there's that dream sequence because those were actually staged as pranks, right? But they're edited into the movie to be like a dream sequence, mm-hmm. and the, I mean, I I don't know if it's where the name of the movie comes from but when they do the drugs like they take the mints from uh the dash of the car (laughs) and there's this like trippy sequence where they're like freaking out in a grocery store like that stuff was pretty funny too but they work it into the narrative like i think it's it's cool that you know it's not groundbreaking or anything but i did think it was impressive how they incorporated those elements into the narrative um is it a strong narrative no but i thought it was a neat exercise that that worked for the most part you know what i mean yeah. Um, so, I yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to get into spoilers because we would just, like, describe the scene. So it's not that important. But um, was the highlight the hardest laugh for you guys? Was it the uh, uh, the uh, the cum? The cum? That's probably made me laugh the hardest. Yeah. That <laughs> and then following second and third place would be the, the bar puke scene and then the blender scene was also pretty awesome i thought <laughs> i had uh I, I had some distractions going on at the time of the come you know what was someone walking out of the room um <laughs> and and basically saying that uh that movie she just can't do it so i had to <laughs> that is awesome. kind of temper my reaction ask that's going uh, on on screen <laughs> blender is probably <laughs> blender is probably where i laughed the hardest Blender was good. I think, see, we're boys. We're boys on here, you know? <laughs> the, cum, the cum scene. Uh, I was dying. Haley's reaction was, oh, my God. Like, that was her reaction. <laughs> and I was just fucking dying watching that. So, you know. Well, the cum was just the cherry on top. I was already dying laughing during that scene. And then when that happened, I was just like, yes, thank you. The, the cum is what is what did it for me. I was because it's pretty silly. I was like, are people really buying this? Like it, it was, you know, it was making me chuckle. But then when that happened, I was like, it was like they took it too far. And that made me yeah. laugh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I bought into the silliness pretty early. <laughs> this movie (laughs) Uh, but yeah i mean it was pretty when he like when the gorilla started like 
pulling down Eric Andre's pants. I was like, oh my God, is it really going there? And then while it was happening, I was like, okay. Uh, I get it. Okay. And then I was back in it when the cum happened. All 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 about How it. How about the uh the finger trap? <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. That's the other scene that I was dying at. Okay. I remember now. Yes. That was the second best scene. The Chinese finger trap. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. Um and you know, all of these kind of movies do this, but uh, the end credits, you know, it's like behind the scenes, like showing the people uh, at, when they reveal the fact that it's a movie. That woman at the, I don't know if it was a Waffle House or what, but that woman who was mm. like, they were interacting with. When, Jackie. Uh, was that her name? Jackie? Whatever I her name so. was. When when Tiffany Haddish was in there and then they show up like five minutes later and then they leave and then Tiffany Haddish comes back. Like that woman who was like losing her shit. She was cracking me up too, and showing her reaction at the end, I also cracked me up too. She's she's a character, Jack, Jackie, whoever you are, you're a character, you're great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I not much more to say beyond that. I mean, it's um uh, pretty entertaining, kind of a cool exercise, but you know, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna make my year end list by any means, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. You guys have any Never other? Know. Uh, <laughs> I, we, I guess we don't know what kind of year it's going to be, but we'll see. We got Dune coming. We got Mortal Kombat. It's going to be huge. I, never mind. No, I two very wait. different movies. <laughs> <laughs> Both coming to HBO Max, though. Um, any other thoughts on Bad Trip? No, there's not much to really say about the movie, in my opinion, at least. But it is a good time, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I'm glad I'm glad I watched it. It was worth uh worth the wait. I thought it seemed funny from the trailers fucking six years ago. And um uh, glad we finally got to see it. Tom, what about you? Any other thoughts before we move on? No. Cool. Okay. Well, let's give star ratings. Uh Travis, what'd you rate this one? I said I'm giving it bonus points, so four point five. There you go. That's the Chelsea bump. If you had not watched it with her, you would have given it a four because you would have barely laughed out loud. Yep, maybe even a 3.5. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Tom, what about you? I give it a 3. Oh, man. It's because you, you, you were distracted during the cum scene. It's okay. That's <laughs> a, a full star right there. <laughs> yeah. um, I gave it a 4 out of 5. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um. Okay. Well, Tom... We'll let you go first during this segment because I know you got to get along a little doggy. Uh, what have you been watching? Anything interesting? I watched Promising Young Woman. Oh, yeah. Mm. Very good movie. I am a big fan. Five stars. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to say about it except that it has a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That toxic, that orchestral toxic for the final, final scene was fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like the way it ended. I like the way it all all came together. Um, I remember you guys saying that you liked Bo Burnham in this movie, and I I agree. I thought he was really good. It, it's um it's a really interesting movie. It's like this blend of romantic comedy and thriller. Um more so than I've seen with other movies. Like 
a couple things came to mind for me, like Thoroughbreds kind of came to mind, but that movie's darker in tone. Um, Sarah classified it as bubblegum thriller. That's what she's calling <laughs> this movie. I like it. Yeah. It's catchy, too. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I'm a big fan. And then I am probably like three hours and 45 minutes through uh, <coughs> Justice League. <laughs> Isn't there only like four? <laughs> yeah, I got too sleepy in the final fight scene. I thought so. you had zero interest. What happened? Uh, a buddy of mine saw this and then I listened to some review stuff about it and I was intrigued enough to check it out. I didn't have anything else to watch and, um, you know, I, I was telling Travis <laughs> I was looking for a little bit of eye candy. I didn't have anything else to watch. <laughs> Fucking 50,000 <laughs> movies on <laughs> eight different streaming platforms. Well, whatever, but I wanted, okay. I wanted, you know, I wanted to watch something that was kind of like, you know, current pop culture you want to be relevant tom just say yeah you want to be part of the zeitgeist sure could have been on the show missed opportunity i didn't watch it because you weren't interested well i mean it is four hours it's taken me like 10 days to watch it i haven't even finished it yet that's fair um the flash is terrible cyborg is bad uh ben affleck i'm not digging it there were a couple moments where I was like, do I like this? And then the rest of the time I'm like, no, I don't like it. Uh, and how's I Aquaman? Kinda, that's, that's, I kind of like question. the, the Aquaman, the like rock and roll. I mean, we, we did the Aquaman uh, review already, but just him as a hero in the whole cast. Right. I kind of like the idea of Aquaman being the rough and tumble sort of rock and roll guy. The fuse um, of uh, justice league. Yeah. <laughs> Because what is, I mean, in the cartoons, he was just like such a punk. I don't know, just like fruiting around in his little ship and it's got stupid shoes and so boring. No one cares. This is a much more interesting kind of Aquaman. I just, I wish the writing was better for him. He has some dumb lines and even his cool action scenes are kind of somehow ruined in one way or another. Um,. Also, Batman, so I don't remember what it was like in the Christian Bale Bat- Batman movies, but he clearly can't turn his head in his suit, and it looks stupid. Like, he makes these weird <laughs> movements where he has to, like, look from one character to another, uh, and it just doesn't it just doesn't look good at all. Did You guys both saw the original Justice League before they did all the changes, right? Uh, I did. No. Do you remember that at all, Matt? Um, it's definitely stiff. Uh, that's not, I don't recall that being a thing in the, the Christopher Nolan ones. Cause uh, you know, Christopher Nolan's uh, a million times better at making movies than Zack Snyder. So it's also like a framing thing. Cause in the right. justice league, um, and even Batman versus Superman, you're right. Like he kind of, he can't turn his head. So he kind of moves his whole torso when he's looking at someone different, you know? And I don't know if Christopher Nolan, just like the way he filmed, dialogue scenes didn't do it you know in the dark knight there's a scene where where batman asks for his suit to be upgraded so that he can turn his head so in the in batman begins he must not be able to turn his head but not in a way that's distracting but in this movie i thought it was really distracting i like how heavy they make batman look 
but um and and sort of feel like when he jumps down from something he just like sinks into the ground Mm -hmm. but um but not the way he has to turn his head (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah that's pretty much the extent of my thoughts on it it's um it's a dumb plot and uh poorly executed in a lot of ways and and the humor never works and the flash is one of the worst superheroes i've seen so far (laughs) is um is dark side cool at least like that's the only reason i would be interested in watching it is for dark side he's pretty boring i mean he's he doesn't get a lot of screen time and thanos is way more interesting (laughs) yeah i kind of figured that would be the case but I mean, just look at the picture of him. He's like the least even interesting drawn character. I don't even know if I've seen what he looks like in in this. Actually, um, I'm gonna yeah, he looks like he looks from like Gears like a, of War. He looks like a buff dude <laughs> with a vest. I mean, he he looks like one of the common grunts you fight on Gears of War. <laughs> oh totally. yeah, he looks lame as fuck. Dude, Darkseid in uh, Superman the Animated Series and in the Justice League Animated Series is dope. That's why I love Darkseid as a character, because he's, he's so fucking good in those old like DC animated series. Uh, but yeah, he looks, he looks lame as hell. In, uh, the parademons are kind of cool, and I think the best part of the whole villain thing is um, Steppenwolf has to like report in occasionally to you know update dark side on his progress and there's this uh go between character named desaad i don't know how into this you guys are if you Jesus. already know who this is, is all going over my head <laughs> <laughs> there's just like you know uh, a messenger type character that that uh that steppenwolf has to report to and he he emerges out of this like rock that they have uh in their headquarters he just sort of like materializes out of it it looks cool that's probably my favorite part yeah uh, stuff looks like something out of yeah marvel movie like thor or uh or narnia or one of the avengers <laughs> movies yeah that too <laughs> he got a big remake i'm looking at the original photo of him uh now and he oh, maybe looks at the old one much better yeah, he looked like shit in um, Joss Whedon's um, Justice League. So they completely redid the design of that character? Yeah. Oh, does he look more like a hammerhead now? He looks like a lot like a hammerhead in both. Okay. So it's hard to say. <laughs> he looks, he's all silvery now and he's got spiky armor. Mm, I think I see the the redesign here. Yeah. Yeah, he looks pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> Pretty cool. That's going kind of, on that's there. Kind of pretty cool. <laughs> he looks okay. I, I I don't know. I think they both are just okay. Not great. <clears throat> Lacking. No. Shit. Yeah, those are my thoughts. When you guys should see it, so we can, um, you know, like waste an hour talking about it. <laughs> I probably will eventually. We'll see. Um, Tom, before you got to bounce, anything? Uh, anything else? Is that basically it? I mean, it sounds like four hours Justice League. That's like 
two podcasts worth of material. So, dude, I've seen four mo- basically four Whoa. movies since uh, last time we recorded. I mean, I think that's a that's like a three year high for me. That's <laughs> yeah. You haven't been watching that much in a long time. Well, what were the other two? What else did you watch? We reviewed two of them, and then I I talked about uh, oh the what's it called. You- uh, Justice Woman. League and Promising a Woman, right. Right, yeah. right? right, right, What are we gonna review next? That's my question. Fucking Mortal Kombat, dude. Duh. Is that come out that soon? That oh, comes wow. out uh, in like a week and a half, I think. Oh. We could even pair it with uh, the '96 one or '95 or whatever. Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> that could be huge. <laughs> that could be huge. I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, April sixteenth. So not this Friday, but Friday after. So yeah, it'll be you know in between recordings. Apparently, the original is on Peacock. Oh, dude, see, we're set. Nice. Um, wait. Now I'm seeing April twenty third. Wikipedia says April twenty third, but Google says April. These 16th. release dates are changing every day. God damn it! Well, anyway, probably Mortal Kombat. Well, we'll solidify. But um, okay, you got to bounce, Tom. I got to bounce. Cool. I'll catch you cats on the wild Alrighty. side. All right, latest on the Minjay. Latest. Bye, Tom. Okay. Travis, uh, <laughs> I have I only have two things, two things I want to talk about. So I don't know how much you got, but um, I have like three or four. I could uh, talk briefly about each of them. Let her rip. All right. I'll start with the green fog, the uh, experiment that Guy Madden did in uh, recreating Alfred Hitchcock's vertigo uh, with um, like previous like already existing footage so essentially it's a 60 minute like montage of clips but they're really like short clips and they're all you know edited together to give like the the feeling or mood of vertigo and it tries to like mimic some of the plot elements of vertigo but there's like no dialogue even the the scenes that well there's some dialogue towards the end but even the clips that they use that have dialogue in them they'll like cut the dialogue out of it or cut to a different shot or a different image so we don't get the dialogue Mm -hmm. i did not like this one bit um (laughs) and i would just say it's maybe not for me um it just feels more of like an experiment than anything and it didn't really do anything for me (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. It just felt kind of pointless and I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I really only watched it because we just watched Vertigo and it was an hour long and it was on Criterion channel. Uh, but it was painful to get through. There, there are fans of it out there, so maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, I would not recommend it unless you're looking for something pretty different and experimental. Interesting. Yeah, I see it's got a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, so oh my God. you're you're in that it's 5%. There's uh, <laughs> <laughs> creaming over this thing. Um interesting. Okay. Um you do one more, I'll do my two and then you can close her out. How's that sound? Deal. Uh I also watched The Rental, the 
thriller mm-hmm. from last year directed by Dave Franco. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was okay. I kind of feel similar about this as I do Godzilla versus Kong, where it's like a very familiar movie of its kind. And, you know, you could do worse than this, but ultimately it was not very satisfying. Um, it's pretty short and I would say it's, you know, maybe worth watching once. Um, but it just, I don't know. It doesn't really do anything that new or interesting with its premise. Uh, it just feels like a a lesser version or just, you know, like a similar version of thrillers like this. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, the ending was not very satisfying either. So I'm curious to watch it. I didn't know this, but I'm seeing that uh, uh, Joe Swanberg uh, co-wrote the screenplay with uh, Sir David Franco. That's interesting. Yeah, I saw that at the end when the credits popped up, and it does kind of make sense because um, it does share kind of a similar vibe to Drinking Buddies. Have you, You've seen that, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Drinking Buddies. Okay, so it feels like an element of that plot was taken and then just expanded upon to make a thriller, and it was called The Rental. And that also that kind of just annoyed me because it just felt like, oh, we need to like drum up a story so Dave Franco can direct something. Oh, I'll just borrow something from my movie and we'll flesh it out a little bit more and change a few things and boom, we got a thriller. So (laughs) hate to be so negative, but I don't know. It just uh, it wasn't that great. It was uh, just very middle of the road. Again, sure. you could do worse, but right, right. just, uh, yeah, nothing special. Bummer. All right. Well, uh, I have two things that I watched. Uh, this was a first time watch uh, of Haley's Choosing. She had a lot of nostalgia, nostalgia for this film. Uh, I watched Bring It On, the cheerleader film. And, uh, Travis, I was baffled to see that you rated this movie a four out of five. Don't really know what's going on there, but, uh, it was, you know, entertaining. I'm not going (laughs) to call it a good movie by any means, but, um, that was probably one of those, uh, very early ratings when I signed up for Letterboxd and was just, you know, shooting from the hip, (laughs) logging everything I had seen previously in my life. Uh, I could probably use a reevaluation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did enjoy it. You know, it's 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 a pretty fun movie. I like Kirsten Dunst in it. Um, I I don't know. I just didn't find myself that interested. It wasn't that funny. You know, it has a lot of those like late '90s, early 2000s like teen comedy tropes that you see in so many movies that you know felt a little familiar, but. Yeah, like it's supposed to be f- fun in like a Mean Girls or Clueless kind of way. Yeah, essentially. Maybe not as good as, the, as those movies, but. Yeah, you know, similar vibes to those. And even, you know, it's not as nearly as raunchy as something like American Pie, but definitely felt a little bit like that in places. Um, interesting to note that it was directed by Peyton Reed, uh, who most people would oh, know weird. from the Ant-Man movies, right? I didn't realize that until got to the end credits and it said directed by Peyton Reed. I was like, oh shit. 
So this was your sorry. You said this was a first time watch. Yes, I have never seen Bring It Wow. Up. How did this movie escape you for so long? Uh, I don't know. I was never a teenage girl, and I guess it just, it just never <laughs> happened for me. I don't know. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it, but you know, I get why people have a lot of nostalgia for it. I just I don't because I never saw it. So watching it with a twenty twenty one lens, it was like yeah, you know, this is mildly entertaining, but. I still try and make a Spirit Fingers reference uh, here and there. (laughs) (laughs) I did like the Spirit Fingers. Um, (laughs) Some kind of cringy humor that doesn't age super well, but, you know, that's that's what you get from movies of this era. Um, And the only other thing I'll talk about, I just finished it today, but I've been watching that uh, Cue Into the Storm docuseries on HBO. You know what this is? No. So it is six episodes. It just finished. It's on HBO. And it is a documentary that presents itself as a documentary about QAnon, the the right-wing conspiracy theory that has had um, lots of real-world impact. We have two Congress members who are QAnon believers. Somehow, that's a real thing. Um, So, you know, I was loosely... um, in touch with you know what QAnon is and kind of the baseline level of what they believe so this documentary ended up being a lot more broad than I expected I thought it was just gonna be about QAnon and what they believe how it evolved but it's kind of a documentary about internet culture and and conspiracy theories in general and it, it spends a lot of time with a couple key players uh, who were involved in 4chan and 8chan. And um, it's pretty interesting. The focus is a little all over the place. It feels a little bloated in that it, it kind of bounces around too much between different moments in history and is kind of gets off track quite a bit. But overall, I found it pretty engaging. If, if Travis, I don't know if you are familiar with QAnon at all, but if you're not, I, um, I, I highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend watching it then. Cause if you know absolutely nothing, your mind is going to be blown by how fucking stupid people in this country are. Cause yeah, we have two uh, Congress members who believe in QAnon. I'm going to give you the surface level interpretation. Uh, QAnon believers essentially believe that there is a global cabal of elites we're talking democrat politicians um hollywood celebrities uh fake news journalists who control the country and the global media and uh eat babies eat babies and then drink their blood for nourishment or some shit is this like a version of the illuminati kind of it, it it's different? it's well kind of i mean it's another conspiracy theory like that um <laughs> But people genuinely believe this shit, and they're very closely tied into Trump. Uh, Trump and QAnon are very closely related. So a lot of Trump supporters are also QAnon believers. So anyway, I think you would find it pretty interesting because it also gets into like Internet history stuff and, you know, message image boards and uh, online mediation and censorship. So I think you'd you'd find it pretty interesting. yeah, I mean, it wasn't at the top of my list or anything, but it sounds like it would be worth my time, considering I don't know much about it. And you said it's 
more service level than you expected? It's it well it's pretty it bounces or around broad. a lot. Yeah, it's pretty broad. Um ultimately I don't know if it's completely successful, but pretty engaging. It's an entertaining watch, that's for sure. Do you um, know who created it? Like any uh clout with their name or anything? By the end of the documentary, he comes to a conclusion of who he believes Q is. Oh, I was um, talking about who created the documentary oh who created the documentary <laughs> uh he's <laughs> some guy colin colin something um uh, i just wonder if he did anything previously colin hoback um he did a documentary called monster camp hmm. and yeah nothing on his imdb standing out yeah anyway worth a watch i'd give her a shot that's it for me. All right. Um, I'll talk about yeah, one or two more things. I watched uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Oh, okay, nice. Last night with Chelsea. Uh, bought it digitally on Fandango now. Had a five dollar off coupon, and you know, spent the rest out of my pocket. And um, I was ultimately disappointed by it. It Bummer. just uh, wasn't very funny, and that's a big part of a successful comedy for me. <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know, it was somewhat entertaining to watch throughout, but yeah, I just didn't think there was that many laugh-out-loud moments. I maybe laughed a couple times. I thought most of the humor was pretty dumb. So if you're into like really dumb humor, you, you might be into this, um, but after watching bad trip i was looking for some more gut busting laughs and there was none to be found here just didn't do that for you no bummer uh it's at red box now so Haley and i if we swing by the grocery store you know on the way out we might hit up that red box and uh check her out there well i don't know if i would recommend it but <laughs> some people do love this there are a few people out there who think this movie is hilarious so that could be you that could be could be well bummer you weren't uh super into it but yeah we'll and then um i also watched saturday night fever Ooh. the john travolta flick from the 70s yeah i will uh start by saying it doesn't age that well some of the uh things that happen in the movie and some of the subject matter, just not great for today. Um, <laughs> some uh, trigger warnings in there. <laughs> yeah. <sure. laughs> uh, but beyond that, if you can look past that stuff, uh, I thought it was pretty great. I uh, love the soundtrack. Got a good disco soundtrack. Mm -hmm. uh, love the dance sequences and the way they're shot. I uh, thought John Travolta was pretty good in it. It's got a pretty awesome opening sequence where he's just uh, strutting around town. I uh, thought it was pretty entertaining, but um, yeah, it is a little problematic. So, sure, people uh, may not be into it these days. I don't think I've actually seen it. I know that movie is kind of weird because it's like pretty graphic, right? Like, I think there's a pretty wide gap between like the cultural like iconography of that movie and like the reality of it. 
Because it's rated R and it's like pretty intense, isn't it? Uh, I mean, there's a few intense moments. I actually read after the fact that it was cut to PG-13 to just make more money off of it. But the original idea of it was for it to be R. And I think the mm. R version is now like the normal version that exists. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some tough subject matter, I guess. But it's not like that extreme, sure. I would say. Okay, okay. Maybe for the 70s. Very cool. I've, I've that's been on my list for a while. I, I'm gonna check it out eventually. I just haven't uh, haven't pulled the trigger on it. Well, cool. Was that it? Anything else you wanna talk um, about before we? Uh, I'll get talk out of here? briefly about Smooth Talk. Have you heard of this movie? Smooth the one Talk with Laura Dern from the '80s. Oh, it's like a, a romance movie, isn't it? Uh, it's more of like a coming of age movie. Uh, I, I'm, I've heard of it. I don't know much about it. It's Joyce Ch- Chopra. Chopra. Right. Chopra? Or, yeah. You know her? Yeah, I know her. I don't think I've seen any of her movies, but I'm, <laughs> I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I know Joyce. Yeah, yeah we go way back. <laughs> uh, so this movie just popped up on Criterion Channel. I think they just did a physical release of it recently. Uh, I think it was pretty hard to watch previously, so that is what ultimately piqued my interest. Anytime there's a movie that's difficult to get your hands on and it pops up on a streaming service i pounce sure because you don't know if it's going to be there forever and maybe you don't want to blind by the criterion you know there's plenty of reasons but whatever um this was actually pretty great i didn't give it the full five stars i gave it a four and a half i think maybe just because a couple of the scenes dragged on a little bit and it does feel a little bit like a tv movie um, but the rest of it is great. Like Laura Dern's great in it. It takes kind of an unexpected turn in the third act. I would recommend trying try and go in as cold as possible because I think that would probably be the just best way to view it. Um, mm-hmm. The less you know. Um, but yeah, it's basically just about uh, Laura Dern's character. You know, she's like heading into puberty or already there, and she's starting to get those feelings. You know, a little sexual awakening. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wants to go out and meet boy, you know, party and all that. But her parents are like, want her to do stuff around the house and you know all that. And she's kind of a she's kind of rude to her parents. She's you know she's a typical teenager. Um, sure. But yeah, just the way it's shot and the way it's constructed, um, I thought was pretty well done. And it's a uh, fine early role for uh, Laura Dern. Yeah, you should check it out. Yeah, Pretty yeah, sure. definitely. It's on criteria. You said Criterion Channel, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Maybe I will. I probably should. Okay. Is that it? That is it. Very cool. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, next time, uh, most likely doing Mortal Kombat. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Um, not sure what else is coming out. Could be another movie. We'll see. We got to keep Tom going on his hot streak, get him to watch as much as we can make him watch. So uh, stay tuned. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to the feed if you aren't already. Stay up to date on all the latest and greatest in the Cinephiles Digest universe podcasts. Uh, Coming up next on the Digest uh, we're going to be doing a double feature of uh, Ginger Snaps and Drag Me to Hell. 
So that should be fun. I think both those movies will be a good time. So that'll probably be the next thing y'all see in the feed. But uh, until then, thank you everybody for listening. We will be back later. Later. Steady calling my phone. I done told you before that it's over. Leave me alone. No one's hurting you to see me gone. Dark clouds, you gon' see me storm. I won't go back.